Hi there, I'm Father Patrick, and this is our podcast for college Catholics. Thanks for tuning in today. I'd like to share with you the story of a Vietnamese bishop and how the Eucharist strengthened him during his time in prison. Cardinal Van Thuan was born in central Vietnam. He was brought up in the Catholic faith and was ordained a priest in 1953. After uh, his studies and also studying in Rome, he was ordained a bishop in 1967. During that time, the Vietnam War was going on. And in 1975, just about the time the United States had left Vietnam, he was named Coadjutor Archbishop of Saigon. And some months later, after the United States had already completely left uh, Saigon and South Vietnam, in August of that year, 1975, he was arrested by the communist forces and imprisoned. After that, he spent 13 years in prison. Nine of those 13 years were in solitary confinement. And apart from the physical sufferings, the worst torture that he suffered was his terrible loneliness, his helplessness, and the inability to serve the flock he was appointed to help. In several occasions, he felt a great interior darkness, a great test for his faith. The communist strategy was to try to break his will and to get him to somehow abandon all hope and perhaps even his faith. However, his Christian hope kept him alive. His knowledge that he was in the hands of God at all times and that God was with him strengthened him and supported him even in the middle of the worst sufferings. Against all odds, he was able to obtain some bread and a little wine in order to celebrate Mass secretly. And in order not to be seen or discovered in the midst of his loneliness, with the bare minimum elements for the Mass, he celebrated Mass by heart, on the palm of his hands, only with some bits of bread, three drops of wine, and one drop of water. So let me uh, quote the words of St. John Paul II about this Mass of Cardinal Antoine celebrated in prison. This was from a homily uh, at the eulogy of the funeral of Cardinal Antoine. His secret, says the Pope, was indomitable trust in God, nourished by prayer and suffering, accepted with love. In prison, he celebrated the Eucharist every day with three drops of wine and a drop of water in the palm of his hand. This was his altar, this his cathedral. The body of Christ was his medicine. He recounted with great feeling, Each time I celebrated Mass, I had the opportunity to extend my hands and nail myself to the cross with Jesus, to drink with him the bitter chalice. Each day, in reciting the words of consecration, I confirmed with all my heart and soul a new pact, an eternal pact, between Jesus and me, through his blood mixed with mine. Up to there, John Paul II, and I will put a link on uh, the notes below to this homily of John Paul II, 
in case you want to read the whole homily, which I would definitely uh, recommend. So it was a profound consolation for him to know that in the midst of a despairing situation, even when everything was against him, Jesus Christ was with him, substantially present in the Eucharist. It was Jesus Christ who strengthened him, who gave him hope, who reminded him that he was not alone, that God had not and would not abandon him. And this is one of the conclusions that we can draw from the faith and the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. That if you have the Catholic faith, you can be certain that God has not, does not, and will not abandon you. If you ever feel distance or distant from our Lord or feel that he has abandoned you, think twice. Not only has he not distanced himself from you, but on the contrary, he is very close to you. And you can find him very easily. You just need to go to the closest Catholic church and look for the tabernacle. And you will find him there. Jesus in the Eucharist is actually waiting for you to visit him. So a first conclusion from the faith in the real presence is that God is with us. He is truly the Emmanuel, as Matthew says in his Gospel, St. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is why we should adore Jesus in the Eucharist frequently. The devotion to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is not an optional thing for Catholics, like many other devotions that we could or could not practice in our faith. Adoration of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament must be an integral part of your spiritual life. At the heart of your faith is the love of God, and therefore at the heart of your faith is the love and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament of Jesus, truly substantially present in the Most Blessed Sacrament. Another conclusion is that because the entire substance of Jesus Christ takes the place of the entire substance of the bread and wine, because of that, if we divide the host in small pieces, Jesus is not divided. The entire Jesus is in each of those parts, each of those small particles, even if they are small drops of consecrated wine or small crumbs of consecrated bread. We call them particles, right? The entire Jesus is there. And therefore, those small drops and those small crumbs deserve our adoration. Jesus Christ is in those particles and those drops of wine. This is why the priest usually has to purify, we say, the vessels used for Mass and for Holy Communion. He's not simply cleaning them, but he's primarily gathering the small crumbs of hosts and the small drops of the consecrated wine so as to consume them, so that Jesus may not be uh, spread out throughout everywhere. This is also why when we give communion, if it is available, we try to use a pattern so that if there are any particles that fall, they can be gathered and treated reverently. For this same reason, because Jesus, true God and true man, is present in the Eucharist, we must only receive him if we are in the state of grace, in friendship with God, which means, state of grace, right, means that we are we don't have any unconfessed mortal sin. 
We must receive him, of course, with faith and a pure intention, but above all, we must be in the state of grace. Now let us look uh, at some fruits of adoring Jesus and receiving Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. The Holy Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament, the Mass, is the source and the summit of all the spiritual life of all the faithful. So it is from there that we receive our spiritual life. And our spiritual life is oriented toward the Eucharist, which is God. So the main fruit of Holy Communion, first of all, is an increase of love, an increase of the virtue of charity, which is the most perfect form of love. Because God is love, and the Eucharist is God himself made man, when we receive Holy Communion, or when we adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, we become more intimately united with him. He himself said it, as, he, as we read in the Gospel of St. John, right? Chapter 6, verse 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And that is the essence of all your spiritual life, to be more united with Jesus Christ. I usually, uh, or sometimes at least, I get the question from students in spiritual direction or in confession of how to grow spiritually, how to grow in the love of God, how to be better in this or that virtue. And the main way I recommend everyone is to pray more frequently before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament, to receive him in Holy Communion with as much devotion as possible. And then God himself will help you from there. He will do the rest, we could say. Now, connected with this is the fact that Holy Communion increases in us the life of grace, of sanctifying grace. Just as physical food strengthens our natural life, so too the Holy Eucharist makes us spiritually stronger. In a sense, it makes us holier. Of course, we have to do our part. We have to struggle and fight and make an effort. But above all, it is God who works our sanctification in us, and that is primarily done through the Holy Eucharist. Now, for the same reason, the Blessed Sacrament strengthens us in such a way that it becomes easier for us to avoid sins. So, at the same time that it unites me or you more closely to Christ, it also purifies you from past sins and preserves you from future sins. So, it's, it strengthens you to avoid future sins. And this we can read in the Catechism number 1393. So, if we truly want to overcome any kind of sin, not only should you go to confession frequently, but also you should go frequently to adore, to adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and receive him devoutly in Holy Communion. One other important fruit that we can receive from the Eucharist is that it unites you more with the Catholic Church, just as it unites you with Jesus Christ, whom you are adoring or receiving in the Eucharist, so too it unites you more with the members of the body of Christ, which is the Church. In that sense, it does not only bring you closer to other members of the Church that are alive, but even it makes you closer to those who have passed away. In that sense... 
The Eucharist is an excellent way to have some connection with your loved ones who have passed away. They are before God, in eternal adoration in heaven. And you are before God made man in the Eucharist. And this unites you to those who have passed away and are in heaven. St. Teresa of Avila appeared to one of her sisters after her death and told her that those on earth should be like those in heaven adoring God at all times. The only difference being that those in heaven see the divinity itself while those on earth adore God but adore him hidden under the appearance of bread. Now, one of the greatest graces that I have experienced in receiving communion, and especially in going to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, is to experience the closeness of God and how he can communicate to us in ways that are difficult to express. Many times when I had serious difficulties or some tough moments to go through, I would go to the Blessed Sacrament and pour out my heart before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And I would never leave his presence without some sort of interior inspiration or consolation, or at least the assurance that he knows about my difficulty and will help me out in some way. So, apart from all the other good fruits I mentioned before, I would like to encourage you to go to our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, especially when you're having some type of difficulty, and open your heart to Christ. Tell him everything. Tell him all your concerns, your fears, your pains, and try to open your heart and embrace whatever he wants to give you. I can assure you it will make a big difference in your life and in the way also that you face your everyday difficulties, knowing that God is with you. Now, don't only go to our Lord when you're suffering. Learn to go to him also when you have good news, when you're joyful for something. Suppose that you passed an important exam, or you got accepted to the college you really wanted to go, or that you're about to get engaged. All these things are good reasons as well to go to our Lord and share with him your joy, and above all, your gratitude, because all good things come from God. In a word, as St. John Paul II would say, your time spent before the Blessed Sacrament is never wasted. You can never say that you wasted your time before Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. So I truly hope you can experience these things for yourself, adoring Jesus and the Eucharist more frequently and more fruitfully. And if you can, invite others to go to visit Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament as well, and they will surely thank you. So, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Please pass this episode along to your friends so that they may also believe, love, and adore our Lord in the most blessed sacrament. May God bless you, and we will see you next time.